Hey guys, welcome to the weekly podcast of Encounter Church, Sedalia, Missouri. It's our prayer that this message is a blessing and an encouragement to your life. If you want more information about Encounter Church, please go to our website, encounterchurch.ag. Thanks again. Enjoy the message. This morning, we are looking at Romans chapter Three. And I truly hope and I pray that by this point in the series that we're beginning to crack through the barriers that we've allowed to take root in our lives. We've discovered that we have a choice as to the life that we live in Christ. But we must be careful. Listen carefully, church. We've got to be careful that as we formulate this relationship with Jesus Christ, that we don't allow that relationship to cause us to become righteous in ourselves. Amen? We talked about that last week. Paul warned us about that last week. In our own ability, in our own strength, in what we do by ourselves, it's not going to work because we can't be good enough. God desires that each one of us comes to the place of a complete breakthrough in our lives, leaving no residue, leaving no evidence of a barrier behind. You see, when he steps in, he changes everything. We're currently four weeks into this series, and I believe that if you and I, if together we will allow ourselves to put into practice what we're talking about, I believe that God's going to bring us to a brand new place with him. As we talk about this idea of breakthrough, and some of you in the house today, some of you watching online today, you, you struggle with this because you've battled with the same junk year after year, day after day, moment after moment. You're frustrated with it. You don't want it in your life. You don't want to hang out with it any longer, but you just accepted it because what it, it's what's always been there. But I'm here to tell you, that God gives us a breakthrough. Amen? He gives us a way out. I want to look today at what Paul has to say in Romans chapter 3. In Romans chapter 3, he talks a lot about salvation. So I want to ask you a question. If I was to ask you, could you define the word gospel without saying the phrase, the good news, could you do it? If some random person on the street, let's say that you were shopping downtown Sedalia or Warrensburg, and you were just hanging out, and you were just going along the street, and somebody walked up to you, they paused you in a moment, they said, I got a question for you. Can you explain the gospel to me? Could you do that? See, as a believer, the Bible says that we should be ready in every situation, in every circumstance, to give explanation of our faith. To share that gospel with someone else. Could you really explain that to somebody without using the term, it's the good news? That's what I want to look at today. What is the gospel? 
In Romans chapter 3, Paul goes into great detail to make sure that we, you and I, have a clear understanding of what this gospel, what this good news is all about. Why does he do that? Because, well, for the last two chapters, he's been pretty hard on us. For the last two chapters, chapter 1 and chapter 2, he clearly shared with us that we are trapped in this life of sin. That we are spiraling downward because of the choices that we make. In fact, last week, if you remember, I share with you that Paul is not passive in his approach. He's not even passive aggressive in his approach. When Paul sees an error, when Paul sees a, a problem in somebody's life, he's going to be really quick to point out that issue. But here's what I love about Paul. He doesn't just say, you're messing up. You're going down the wrong path. The choices that you're making are going to destroy you. He doesn't leave you in the midst of sorrow and destruction. He says, but here's a better way out. Here's how you sidestep. Here's how you remove yourself. Here's how you break through this issue in your life. He's told us that we're on the wrong path. He's told us that we're trapped in this life of sin. He's told us that we're rigid in our self-righteous approach. But now he gives us a better way. That's what I want to look at today. Look at our text in Romans chapter 3, verse 22. It says, we are made right with God. Now, come on, that's good news. Yes? We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for, say it with me, everyone who believes, no matter who we are. Man, there are so many good points to grab from this one scripture. We could hang out right here all day long, all week long, and still not grab the, the wonder of what God is doing in this moment. He says, we, you and I, are made right with God, not by our ability, not by our hard work, not by how cool we are, or by where we grew up, or by what we have to offer. But we're made right with God by simply placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And here's what I love. This is true for everyone. Everyone. What about the serial killer? Does this include them? Absolutely. What about the rapist? Does this include them? Absolutely. What about the gossip? Does this include them? What about the thief? Are, are you seeing what, what I'm getting at here? No matter where we are in life, no matter where we stand on that scale, it includes each and every one of us today. That is the good news. No matter who you are, no matter what your past is, no matter what you've come from, no matter where you are right now, the good news is you can be made right to God through Christ by what he's done on the cross. Now that should have made some of you holler. That should have made some of you pretty excited because you know where you were. You know where you are. 
I want you to understand that God sees you, not because of the junk in your life, but he sees you because he loves you. He, he wants a relationship with you. He, he willfully gave himself so that you could have a full, rich, satisfying life. So what I want to process this morning is the very basics of our walk with Jesus. Now, maybe you're here, and when I said the very basics, you said, well, I'm checking out the rest of the service because this really doesn't apply to me. Maybe you even took the outline that you grabbed as you were walking in, and you just folded it up, and you just stuck it in your Bible and put your Bible beside you, and you thought, I don't need this message. This message is for them. Let me give you two, two responses to that. First off, if that's your response, go back and listen to last week's message because you need that one. Second of all, we all need a reminder every now and again because we get into this rut of our Christian life. Let's be honest. I don't care how much you read the Word of God. I don't care how much you pray. You're going to get into a rut if you don't do that check every now and again, if you don't come back to that starting point every now and again, if you don't come back to the realization of how great God is and what He's done in your life, if you don't give Him the glory and give Him the praise, you're going to put it all on yourself and say, look how good I am. Right? And you guys are quiet. For this being an exciting good news message, you guys should be like yelling today okay okay we're getting there we're getting there a little prompting and you guys are all right but we see firsthand in revelation chapter two um, jesus is talking to a, a crew of people much like you and i have the potential of doing they, they've piled uh, years upon their years of just junk generations of religiosity on the relationship. They've forgotten about where they really started. They found themselves just going through the routine. And, and Jesus has this conversation with them to the church of Ephesus in Romans chapter, I'm sorry, Revelation chapter 2. And here's what he said. I know all the things you do. How many of you know that God knows everything? That he sees all that you do that you can't hide anything from him at all. Sometimes we hide things from other people, but you can't hide from God. And the Bible says that Jesus sees, he says, I know all the things that you do. I've seen your hard work. I've seen your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You have examined the claims of those who say that they're apostles but are not. You have discovered they are liars. You have patiently suffered for them without quitting. Stop reading for a moment. Isn't that awesome? Wouldn't you love to be a people that Jesus says, man, I see all the good that you do. I see those that you are affecting spiritually. I see the good things that you're doing in your community. I see the love that you have for those around. I see that you're really good at figuring out what I want you to do and stepping out and doing it. But he goes on to say this. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me. Man, he takes this moment. He, he's complimenting them. He's lifting them up. He's, he's giving them the praise for all the good. And then he says, man, but here's your problem. 
You've stepped so far away from the basics of the relationship that you fail to love me and others as you once did. You don't realize the good things that you have because of relationship with me. It's time to go back to the very beginning. Come back to me. They were so busy doing good that they forgot about God. They had piled levels of routine. They had buried their relationship with God. But if we're honest today, it's so easy for us to do that in our lives as well. Oh, we could shake our finger at the church of Ephesus and go, guys, how dare you? I can't believe you did that after all that Jesus did for you. Problem is, we end up shaking the fingers at ourselves. Now, this message this morning, it should be an encouraging one for you. Again, the last few weeks, we've talked about some very difficult things. We've had some information that was perhaps hard to swallow as it was revealed to us that we're spiraling down this road of destruction and we've become self-righteous and we've got to make some changes suddenly today uh, paul gives us an opportunity to begin to bust some holes through that barrier of our life so that we're one step closer to the breakthrough that god has for us so today very quickly i want to give you five truths of salvation five truths of salvation. Romans chapter 3 verse 20 says this, for no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. For no one can ever be made right by keeping the law. What does that mean? It means that, that no matter how many good things we do, at some point in time, there's going to be a failure. Right? Romans chapter 3, verse 23, we're going to talk about it in a few moments. Paul says, we all sin. We all make mistakes. Anybody in a house never sinned before? Anybody never ever sinned, never once, you never made a mistake, you never did something wrong, you never said something you shouldn't have said before. Anybody in the house? Why? Because we all mess up. And here Paul says, it's not a matter of just doing good. It's not a matter of just keeping the law. Well, what is the law? Well, for the Jewish people, it was the mitzvah. The mitzvah was 613 rules that they deemed so important that you had to follow them. You had to cross every T and dot every I. It would include the Ten Commandments. You remember the Ten Commandments, right? Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. Honor your father and mother. The list goes on. Keep the Sabbath. All those are in there. That's part of this mitzvah. The problem was there were so many rules and regulations that even the, the Jewish leaders struggled to know what was the most important. What's the top priority? What's the top rule we've got to follow? And the problem for you and I is if we're honest with ourselves, 
we're not real good about sticking to the rules. Right? I'm one of those guys that if I'm driving, coming off the street, and the sign into the place that I want to go says exit only, but that's the most convenient way in, guess which way I'm going to go? I'm going in the exits. And I'm going to hear from my wife, that was the exit. And I'm going to say, I know that was the exit. Well, why did you go in the exit? Because it was closer. Right? Come on, anybody else have that kind of conversation when you're driving down the street? Yes, it happens irregularly. The problem is, in our household, there's two of us that would take that exit entrance. Notice I said exit entrance because it's an option. And there are two of us, or two of them, that would do everything they can to avoid. They would circle five miles around just to get to the place that said, enter here. We're not real good about following the rules. We kind of pave our own way. We kind of do our own thing. And that's a problem sometimes in our walk with Christ. You see, no matter how hard we try, at some point we're going to fail. The problem here is without being perfect, we have no hope. Well, pastor, I thought you said this was going to be an encouraging message. Hold on. We'll get there. See, we're prepping right now. We're making that transition from you're heading down a spiral downhill road of destruction you're completely self-righteous. You're looking to yourself. And now Paul is saying, you can't do this on your own. Come on. Those of you that are self-righteous, you can't do this by yourself. Those of you that have a problem following the rules, you can't do this by yourself. And he's getting ready to give us the way out. Without being perfect, there's no hope. There's no way to salvation on our own. We'll stay, we'll remain on that path of destruction. But praise God. Our salvation doesn't stop at our inability to be perfect. Because there's a second truth that I've got to tell you. Salvation is offered by God to us. Or maybe you want to personalize this in your notes. Salvation is offered by God to you. Remember, our text said, everyone who believes, no matter who we are, no matter where we've been, no matter how many exit onlys we enter, salvation is offered by God to us. That's the good news. That God loves us so much that he gave us a way out that he didn't say, you know what, you went in the wrong way, you made the choice, you're doomed. Romans chapter 3 verse 21, but now God showed us a way to be made right with him. God showed us a way to be made right with him. And here's what I want us to understand today, Romans 3.25. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. For the wages of sin is death. 
But the free gift of God is eternal life through what? Through Jesus Christ. The free gift of God is eternal life. What does that mean? That means the, the old life is, is washed away. The old life is, life is wiped away. The new life is given freely by God to us, making us right, putting us in right standing with the Father. Again, not because of who we are, not because of what we've done, but because of the price that Jesus paid on the cross of Calvary. Suddenly, we're taken from here to here through Jesus Christ. That's good news. Jesus died once for all, taking our sin, your sin, my sin, upon his life to put us in right standing. Regardless, again, of your past mistakes, Jesus loves you enough to pay the ultimate price. In fact, the Bible says that while you were still a sinner, man, it'd be, it would be a little easier. Let me be completely transparent. It would be a little easier to die for somebody that did right that made right choices, that went down the right path, that didn't enter the exit. But Jesus says, I, I see your failure. I, I see the, the shortcomings in your life. I know that you're right in the midst of all it. I can see it all around you. But in the midst of your chaotic life, in the midst of, of your failures and struggles, I'm going to give you a way out. Once for all, Jesus died for us. So what do we do with this? Point two said, God offers us salvation. There's a huge difference between somebody offering it and us accepting it. I could walk up here with a $100 bill and say, man, I'm going to give $100 to somebody. I'm going to give it to somebody today. Yeah, I'm offering it today. But if no one ever came to receive it, it would just be offered and no change would be made. Right? But the, th the third truth that we find out is this. Salvation is received by faith. It's offered by God to us, to everyone who believes, but it's received by faith. Again, this can be a little difficult at times. We've talked about this in the weeks past. Some of us struggle with this idea of how could God love me? Have you ever thought that before? How can God love me? I keep doing the same dumb thing over and over and over again, how could God possibly love me? I've even made promises to God. I've even done this and that. I've even laid it out. I've even said, if you'll do this, I'll do this. And yet when he did that, I didn't do that. How can God love me? Verse 22, our text. We are made right. We are made right. Right, come on, let that sink in. We are made right. You are part of we. Right? We are made right with God 
by placing our faith, we'll talk about that word faith in just a moment, in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone. Man, I can't explain that enough how awesome that is. For everyone who believes, no matter who we are. Look at this. Salvation is for everyone, regardless of your past, regardless of your economic status, regardless of your education or your race. God so loved you that he gave Jesus one of the most popular scriptures, quoted probably more than any other scripture, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world. That world includes you. Verse 17, which we don't normally go into, John 3, 16, I just quoted. John 3, 17, for God sent his son into the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. See, Jesus' point of coming to this world was not to go person by person and say, you're wrong, 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 you're wrong. He came to say, I love you, 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 I love you. All other religions of the world jump on the bandwagon of what are you doing? Can you be good enough? Can you earn your way? Can you do enough good deeds? But a relationship with Jesus Christ isn't built upon doing. It's built upon do I believe? Do I accept? Do I have faith? I can't tell you how many people I've talked to as a pastor. A conversation normally starts or somewhere in the conversation, I ask this question. Either A, do you go to church, or B, do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? See, I don't ask the question, are you a Christian? Because that word Christian is so misunderstood. Well, sure, I'm a Christian, because in 1943, my mom went to church. So I'm Baptist, or I'm some other God, or I'm Catholic, or I'm whatever. No, we don't understand. Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And here's the response that I often get. Well, pastor, I'm trying. I'm working on my faith. I'm getting there. Well, a relationship with Jesus is kind of like being pregnant. Either you are or you aren't. You don't go to the doctor and the doctor does an examination and they say, well, you're getting there. <laughs> Ladies that have had kids, have, have the doctor ever said that to you? I mean, they're, they're, well, I'm not even going to go over what they do. I don't even know. I don't want to know. Don't explain it to me after church. I don't want to know. But they don't say you're getting there. Either you are or you're not. In your walk with Christ, it's not, well, I'm getting there. No, you are, you're not. Jesus came to make a way for you. It's, Lord, come into my heart. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me. Here's the cool thing. Come just as you are. You don't have to wait till you get things worked out. I've heard people say that. Well, Pastor, when I get my life straightened out, when I stop doing all of this and all of that, when I can quit this, when I can quit that, then I'm going to come to Jesus. Well, he didn't ask you to do that. He asked you to come to him and let him help you work through all of that. That's the good news. 
God wants to walk side by side with you, bringing you out of the darkness, bringing you out of that junk, bringing you out of that old habit that, and give you the breakthrough in your life. It's commending your life to him. You see, Romans chapter 3, verse 25 says this. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. You're made right with God when you come to that place of a commitment of Jesus Christ. Lord, I believe. Lord, I give you it all. But can I be completely honest with you? Again, it's difficult sometimes to believe that God would love us so much that he would send Jesus. But that's where our faith comes in. It's grabbing a hold of the good news that's shared in the word of God and it's applying it to our lives. Whether you believe this or not, God still loves you. Jesus still paid the ultimate price for your salvation. It's living by faith and advancing with grace that brings about this breakthrough in our walk with Christ. Now, the word faith, by definition, is defined as complete trust or confidence in someone or something. That's what we are to have in God today. A complete trust or a complete confidence. It doesn't say a complete understanding. The Bible clearly says we don't have to understand it all. In fact, we won't understand it all. Lean upon the, on God. Lean upon the Lord. Don't trust in yourself. Don't rely upon your understanding. But acknowledge him, trust him, have faith in him, and let him work out all the details. It's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 that says this. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It's the evidence of things we cannot see. Faith is putting into motion that life with Christ. Again, it's not in self because we fall short. It's putting our trust in God. And now in verse 27 of Romans, Paul says this. Can we boast then? In other words, can we brag about the fact that we have a relationship with Christ, that we've done something to be accepted by God? No. Because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law. It's based on faith. The price of my salvation, the price of, of your forgiveness, it's not based upon following the rules. And by the way, the, doing what the Bible says is good. But, but here's the difference. When you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, now it's not, I have to do this. I have to follow this. I've got to maintain this. Now it's because of my relationship with Jesus and my recognition of what he's done in my life. I want to. I want to please him. I want to do what honors him. I want to do what brings him glory. But that's not what saves me. 
It's a faith in Jesus Christ. Our fourth truth is this. Salvation is necessary for everyone. Salvation is necessary for everyone. I read the scripture a moment ago. For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. But remember, our text said that this salvation that is brought to us because of Jesus Christ is for everyone. So if everyone sins and everyone falls short and salvation is made available for everyone, guess what? When you put those two together, suddenly you have a breakthrough that's available for all. I mention this regularly in our services that we fall short because it's vital that we grasp this idea. If we think that we're good enough by our own, if we think that we're good enough because, well, I'm a good person, we'll never come to the place of a complete surrender to Christ. And without a complete surrender to Christ, we will always fall short. Now, now, sure, there may be people in the room or watching online that are perhaps more moral than others. There are going to be those that are less moral than others. But truth be told, falling short is still falling short. Whether it's this short or that short or a distance I can't even reach short. That's why we need Jesus. Sin is still sin. The result of a life of sin, the result of sin in our life, is still eternal separation from God. But here's the great news. We talk about this regularly. Romans 1.16. It's the power of God at work saving everyone who believes. It's the power of God that saves everyone who believes. Here's our sixth truth today. Let me recap real quick. Number one, salvation is not earned by effort. Number two, salvation is offered by God to us. Number three, salvation is received by faith. Number four, salvation is necessary for everyone. And finally, number five, salvation brings about our breakthrough. Can I get an amen this morning? Salvation brings about our breakthrough. Some of you, when you came to Christ, you were at rock bottom. You didn't know where to turn. There was no hope in your life. You were at disaster's door, knocking hard. But because of the, the price, price that Jesus Christ paid, because of the price that Jesus Christ paid on the cross of Calvary, you have a breakthrough available to you. Verse 24. Yet God in his grace freely, in other words, willfully, with open arms, with a heart of love, makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty 
of sin. It's time, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to advance in grace, advance in the grace that God has made available to us. Some of you in the house today, some of you watching online this morning, you've been living behind a barrier for way too long. You've pulled down the gates. You may even be at the moment of wanting to give up, of simply accepting the barrier as what you deserve. You've convinced yourself of that. But I want you to understand God's grace. It's unearned favor. given for us. God desires that you break out of the rut that you're in to push past the wall that you've built and begin to live in the life of victory today. Again, it's not self-righteousness. It's not what can I achieve on my own. It's righteousness that's defined simply as right standing before God given to us through Christ. It's God showing us favor because of the lens of Jesus. Verse 26, God did this to demonstrate his righteousness for he himself is fair and just. He makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. And here it is, a scripture that I quote almost every single Sunday. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That's the good news. If we confess our sin, that God is faithful, God is just, he'll forgive you, he'll forgive me, every one of us today, he'll forgive us and cleanse us of all the wrong we've ever done. So what is it you're hiding behind today? What is the thing in your life that you have a love-hate relationship with that's holding you back from a real relationship with Jesus? Whatever that is, I believe that today is your day for a breakthrough. I believe that today in this place, today even for those that are watching online, I believe that today Jesus is going to give many of you a breakthrough. Set the captive free. 